0: hello socialites and welcome back to the social studies podcast the podcast where we study being social by being social today's episode is brought to you by parent teacher conferences because they're what psychotic first of all does anyone agree with me with this here? last year Parent-teacher conferences were 100% virtual, and I got to do them from my house. And I was sitting there thinking, why would we ever do anything but this again? Again! Why? There's no need. There's absolutely no need. Okay, let me just paint the picture for the muggles who are listening, the non-teachers, if you will. Okay, so... At a parent-teacher conference, you have to block out, I don't know, you guys, what is it, like eight hours probably of time, and it's anywhere between whatever your school or district makes it be, 15 to 20 to 30 minute increments, right? And they're all back to back to back. So you're at work from like eight to five, and you're just sitting in your classroom waiting for these parents to come in for their time slots, But there's so much buffoonery that comes with it. If one parent is late, and God forbid it's towards the beginning, they're late, and they still expect 30 minutes of a conference, and now my conferences for the rest of the day are just shit out the window. Like, it's just, oh my God, I'm having PTSD just talking about this to you guys. (sighs) Okay, or... If you were in my case, the majority of the parents in my conferences for the majority of my career just don't show up. So, I am just a victim of my classroom sitting around doing literally nothing. I mean, we're teachers, so we find things to do that we've been putting off for probably, you know, anywhere between 8 months to a year. But uh yeah, they don't don't even come. And then you're like, "Okay, this is something, but then you had to deal with the, you know, the chaos that is the physical parent-teacher conference, because they will just, I'm like, girl, did, would you, this is not your free therapy session. Like, I did not invite you, I, I, I invited you here so I could tell you that your kid needs some extra help with multiplication. I did not invite you here so you could sit across the table, look at me and say, what would you do if your son was at home? Crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. And his daddy's gone. Somewhere smoking rock now. In and out of lock now. I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. Hmm. Now, if you don't know, that is actually, um, those are lyrics to a song. It's called "What Would You Do?" by City High, (laughs) but you do have parents who sit there and tell you all their personal baggage, all about their divorce, all about their sex life, all about who they're dating now, all about the intricate details of just their life that you just like didn't need to know about. Like we're just talking about the kid here, Mama. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna get into it. You guys wrote me some wild parent-teacher conference stories, and I I just can't wait to get into it with you. In the meantime, I want to let you know this week I'm coming to Omaha, Des Moines, Kansas City. Those are the shows that were rescheduled due to the COVID-19. They've all been rescheduled. The Omaha's on the 31st, Des Moines on the 1st, Kansas City's on the 2nd. They're coming up come out to those shows that'll be a good time there's still tickets available so round up your crew and we'll see you at the show after that we're gonna be in portland the following weekend then i've been looking so much forward to these shows i have grand rapids royal oak kalamazoo they're my coming home shows you boys coming back to michigan to perform and i cannot wait I haven't performed in michigan for probably like two and a half years and these shows are gonna be doozies We're actually going to be filming the Royal Oak show to potentially sell it to become a special. I don't know. This might just be wishful thinking, but I might, you know, think wishfully. I don't know. But I want it to happen. We'll see what happens. But if you see cameras and the camera comes to you, just act super happy. That's all I got to say. After that, it's Tacoma, San Diego, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, San Francisco, Edmonton, Irvine, San Jose, Tempe, bunch of other dates coming up. You can get your tickets at MrDtimes3.com. That's MrDtimes3.com. MrDtimes3.com. And also, thank you to our Patreon members. Patreon, that's how we keep the podcast going. You become a Patreon member and get all the bonus content. Bonus content of the Social Studies Podcast. Bonus content of Let's Watch TV. There are perks and tricks and treats in there too. You also get VIP upgrades for free to the live performance. So if you would like to become a Patreon member and support the social studies podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash Joe That's patreon.com slash Joe patreon.com slash Joe Let's get into some of these emails, shall we? Before we get into emails, I just want to tell you guys how exhausted I am. This weekend, I almost didn't make it back from the Canadian border, by the way. We went to Canada for the relit conference of Dr. Jody Carrington. And apparently like the rules changed or something on our way back. The woman literally said to, okay, let me just back this up again. We had COVID at the beginning of the month. So if you have a positive COVID test that says that you've had covid between 14 and 180 days that works the equivalent to having a negative test because if i was to be tested again it would show up positive right so when we showed that to the woman in canada to get back in the united states she goes this is fake and i was like why would i show you a fake positive covid test anyway missed a bunch of flights Weren't going to get back to Pittsburgh in the, enough time to do the show. So we had to drive all night to get to Pittsburgh. So drove drove to Pittsburgh. It was like, uh, I don't know, five-hour driving in the middle of the night. Got there, got up, did some interviews, did the show. And it was just like that for every single show since then. So I am, my, my gas is on a... E. I'm running on fumes. I feel like I'm just going to roll up to my next stop and be like, okay, let's go. But did the shows this week. And my last show, before I got back to Seattle to cash out, I literally slept like 12 hours yesterday. But the last show before this was Charlotte. I don't know what's in the water in Charlotte, but hands down, Charlotte has been one of the Best audiences I have had on this tour yet. No shade to any of the other audiences. All right. Charlotte, holy hell. I came out on the stage. You guys were clapping and cheering and standing and hooting and hollering for a solid like two minutes. I just looked at you guys and like threw out my arms, like, thank you. Like, you just kept going. And then the whole, you were with me the entire show. And I just want you guys to know that I love you guys so much back. Now, here's the crazy thing is I have no connection to Charlotte, like at all. Not even a slightly, right? But it's the same with Boston. Boston turns up for me super hard. Before the pandemic, we sold out four Boston shows in 15 minutes. I have no connection to the city, nothing. But there's a huge population of Mr. D fans in boston and i'm here for it and when i go to those boston shows you guys deliver was not expecting the same in charlotte there's this like beautiful pocket of fans in charlotte north carolina you have no business loving me as much as you do but it was a beautiful thing then i came out after the show and there's like you have to walk past this little restaurant and there was some fans sitting on the porch, and, and this one fan was so cute. She's like, bye, Mr. G. We had so much fun at the show tonight. I was like, thank you, sweet little biscuit. She goes, do you mind if I could take a picture with you? I was like, yes, you little Southern belle. Get your little biscuits over here. Let's take a picture, sugar teats. It was great. And um, I realized, too, in North Carolina that y'all Southerners talk ass backwards I parked my car shittily like not right I was rushing was close to the show and the woman next to me rolled down her window and she goes oh I'm sorry did I park too close she was already parked I, I just I just got here but you're gonna ask me if you parked too close oh and then it dawned on me what she was saying was southern for you parked your damn car too close to mine ass wipe. so <laughs> y'all got a real funny way of using words but I lack like it Charlotte thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you that meant so much to me to uh do that leg of the tour and to end it and the southern portion like that so thank you kindly I love that so much and I love you okay this time for real let's get into the emails okay got a good one here got a good one here got a good one here from Miss Lauren hi Joe I'm probably late to the game, but I'm going to share anyway because my story is a train wreck. I was a first year teacher. Isn't that how it all usually starts? And I taught kindergarten. Okay, we're already off to a good start. I had a conference with a mom going through a horrible time with her high school sweetheart, now husband. She unloads on me. Here's what I endured with an open mouth Dad was a cop and. F- a gas station attendant on his beat on his beat i don't know what that means mom found out confronted dad and then they made up but that's not how the story ends their makeup resulted in a pregnancy oh lord oh and that was probably the kid oh god husband finds out the gas station attendant was also pregnant <sighs> Mom goes to the doctor for a check because she tells me she smells funny down there. She goes on to tell me that when they inserted the speculum inside her, that a gush of, oh, God, I got, I, I got, I got to skip that part for the podcast, you guys. This woman who wrote me this email just went into full detail of what happened inside this woman's vagina. And I'm just going to spare you the details, but you need to know it was wild. Keep in mind, this is a parent telling this teacher this at parent-teacher conferences. They diagnose her with trichomonosis. Trichomonosis. I don't know. I don't have a vagina. I don't know what vagina diseases are. The wife and the side piece deliver two months apart. The side piece bolts. The wife is left raising both her kids plus their two other children. The woman literally unloads all that shit on me in a word vomit minute, and the conference then starts. I was speechless. Some recent social media stalking reveals that they are still married. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Absolute. Okay. First of all, if I was her, if I was you, when this mom told me that she had trick a as bad, I don't know. I would have been like, you know what? Here's the thing. As a teacher, I am many things. I am a servant to children. I am a psychologist to children, mind you. I am a firefighter because a couple of days ago, one of your two children, um, Decided to take a magnifying glass to a dried piece of grass. I'm also a dentist because their teeth fall out at the rate of a great white shark. But what am I not? I'm not your gynecologist, okay? I do not need to know about what happened when you sat there, put your feet in the stirrups, and the man inserted the, what did you call it, a speculum? A scapule? Y'all got I, I have limited knowledge of the faina. so... <laughs> Okay. The weird silver lining here is that you have, there are people in this world who have this presence. I don't know what it is, but I'm not one of these people, but my friend Ellen is, no, not Ellen DeGeneres, my like good friend since college, like best friend. She has this air about her where People that we literally, like, just meet. Like, we'll, like, just meet someone at the bar, like, buying drinks. And next thing you know, she'll turn to me and she'll be like, oh, my God, don't never believe it. Their, their dad just got her to jail. It was wild. She told me all the intricate details about it. Like, he smuggled 14 condoms full of cocaine in the United States through his asshole. Would you believe it? I'm like, Ellen, we've been standing here for five minutes. Why do you know that much about this person's father? Right. She'll go into the bathroom. And I know women do this. You know, men in the bathroom, we don't speak at all. You say no words. If anything, you just say, excuse me, because someone was running in too hot because they got lava that's going to explode out of their poop Shoot, Right but women, you guys go into the bathroom and you just make friends. I saw a TikTok the other day of this girl. She walked into the bathroom and she goes, should I text him? And all the women standing at the mirror just go, no, no, I didn't even know her. But it's the same thing. Ellen will go into the bathroom and she'll come out and she'll be like, Joe, this is Bethany. She just escaped a cult. She moved up here from Oklahoma. She has no friends. Her dad, just wrote her a check for $15, but look at this cute outfit that she got from Walmart. Would you believe? Like that? seriously, there are people like that. I feel like the person who wrote me this email, you are that type of person. You're that type of person where people just unload all of their baggage onto you. And you know what? Bless you, girl, because this is this. This, <laughs> this was extreme as hell. Oh, this one's juicy. I've had something similar happen. Hello, Joe. Love the podcast. So here's a great story for you. Picture this. No in-person conferences due to the pandemic, so I had to hold them via Zoom. My teaching assistant and the SLP joined me, which for those muggles who are listening again, SLP, speech, language, pathologist. The SLP joined me for this one, but we were all... At our own locations. Mom joins the meeting and her children were in the background causing all sorts of chaos. Oh, of course. Of course. That's just how this goes. So she sends them to their rooms. She then goes on to tell us too much about her own past. She says that she wants to break the cycle of violence. She admitted that she had recently, within the past year, been released from prison as a predicated felon. Predicated? Predicate. Predicate. I, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what that means because girl, I don't know what that means. I did not go to school for what is it? Civil justice. I don't even know. Criminal justice. <laughs> How did they let me teach? Okay, I don't know what that is. Her last stint was for theft and getting into a fight with someone where she stabbed them and almost killed them because it missed an artery. I seriously don't know how my team and I didn't lose it. I could not look at the other screens for fear of my facial expressions. I have a real problem with holding back my expressions sometimes. Anyway, I redirected the conversation and we made it through. Needless to say, we were all extremely careful as to not piss off the mom for the rest of the school year. It didn't always work, but we survived. And the year and we went off unscathed. Hallelujah. Again, I love your podcast. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. That was a blessing in disguise. Would you have rather gone the entire year not knowing that? Like, could you imagine? Like, you call and you're like, ma'am, I just want to let you know that John has shit on the floor for the fifth time this week. And I'm done. I'm done with it. And then the mom calls back and she's like, well, he says you're not letting him use the bathroom, which we know is a lie. Because kids lie all the time. When do we not let a kid use the bathroom to the point that they're going to shit on the floor consistently? But parents will believe that. So this parent's over there believing that through and through. Then she comes up to school with a carving knife that she stole from Arby's and she's ready to slit your throat. Now you know. I have had some wackadoodle parents across the way. And you know how you handle them? You don't. You handle the kid in the classroom, you do what you got to do, and then you send him home. And you do that from August to June. You Then you take some well-deserved time off and you take a trip to Key West because you survived. I swear, every day of teaching is a near-death experience. If more muggles understood that, we would, we would be much farther off. Can, why? Okay, like teaching and firefighters, we like don't really make a lot of money. I actually don't know how much firefighters make. I'm just saying this. But we both have very dangerous jobs. You would think that the the higher the danger level, the more money we would make. Oh, no. No, no, no. As a kindergarten teacher, do you know that we are escaping rabies every day that we don't get bit? Like, that is a task in itself, okay? Calm, calm down. And also, call your local congressman to change the ways for this because we need more money and better health insurance. This one's short and sweet. I love it. okay you know what i don't know if i'm making a judgment here but you know how like older people when they write messages on facebook i call them comment messages where they make a comment on facebook or a status update and it's like eight paragraphs long it's a comment message it should have been a message but you made it a comment or 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 status update this one reminds me of that but it's the exact opposite it is just short and sweet sent from my t-mobile 4g lte device here it is I'm a retired teacher. We are in an IEP with the grandmother slash guardian of the student, and she told us that she is a white witch. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Are we talking about race here? Like she's a Caucasian witch? Or is she a white witch? Like, what, what is that? Like a different level of witch? Kind of like karate, how you get, like, your your different color belts. Like, she's just a white witch. But in a few weeks, she's going to be a purple witch. Like, is that what that is? I did watch American Horror Story Coven's the Coven season, and this is very much serving me that. I think the White Witch is probably, what did they call it in that season? The Supreme. It, did you have the Supreme in your classroom for a conference? Could you imagine, mind you, the Supreme in Coven was like a very good, who was it? I forget the actress who played it, but she also played the mother in the TV show, The Politician, who had Munchausen Syndrome, which my ADD is off the charts today because in a second, I'm going to tell you a story about Munchausen Syndrome. That shit is wild. Okay. Anyway, the actress who played this played that. So the white witch was kind of like well-to-do and kind of put together. I need to know, like, were you surprised when this woman told you a white witch? Like, did she come in looking all good? You know, titties were at the proportional height, clothes fit, all that. Or was she like a haggard-looking white witch where she had hair that looked like it was the consistency of straw? You know, she was wearing a a sensible half-inch chunky heel with with an ankle strap and just a very baggy cardigan and titties, like, were unrolled down to the floor, almost dragging. Like, is that the white witch that you encountered? Because if that was the white witch that I encountered, I would expect her to say, I am a white witch. P.S., If a parent or guardian said at a conference that they were a white witch, I would stand up and say, then we no longer need to have this conference. You just need to make yourself a few little potions, and you need to get these behaviors under control. So if everyone in the room today could give this woman two toenail clippings and a lock of hair, I think we're going to get it under control. That is wild. Also, I need this person to write back. I need to know what what else <laughs> happened. You just told me that she told you she was a white witch. And did she give did she look at you funny? Have you been able to sleep since? Is there like an owl that creeps outside your window now? Like what happened? That owl by the way is the white witch grandma. So, you know just so you know, I don't make the rules. The coven does. Anyway, please write me back. I need to know more details here. <laughs> Honestly, you guys, and that's just, the, that's just the tip of the iceberg. These get worse. These get way worse. I'm going to have to do a part two. I'm definitely going to have to do a part two. You know what? School is, it's like school starting season right now. I feel like a lot of you are like entering your first week. School has not started here in Seattle yet. Oh, by the way, I get so many of you asking me what my plans are for school next year. I have had a few interviews, but none of them are the right position, right? Like I had an interview for a full-time kindergarten position, 100% virtual. I was like, well, first I'm going to have to look at the health benefits because I think I'm going to go clinically insane. After another full year of that. So I don't know if that's for me. Low-key, I'm kind of, sort of in limbo to potentially take over as a long-term substitute for another teacher in a school that's very close to here. They're going to be leaving the classroom later in the fall when my tour is already over. So I could just like pick up and continue where she left off. That is fully in person. So that one's a little bit more appealing to me. Am I putting all my eggs in one basket? I might be, but I do also want to finish the tour. This is, I'm living the dream right now, you guys, right? So, like, I'm loving my life, I'm loving what I'm doing. So, I'm not just going to take any position. I am going to take the right position. But I do need you to know, too, that these interviews have been wild. I literally was in an interview. It wasn't the recent one. So if you're listening and you're from the most recent interview, this isn't about you. Just so you know, if I come back, look for a job later on. Okay. They said, you are teaching a lesson and you realize you have none of the materials that you have. All you have in your classroom is a potato. What do you do? What the hell is this? What kind of setup are you trying to give me? A a potato? Oh, I just happen to have a potato in my classroom, which actually now that I say that is very realistic for the classroom of a teacher. But I was just like... If you're trying to, you know, catch me off guard about my creativity, you got the wrong bitch. What would I do with the potato? I would cut it into enough sections so that each student had a little chunk of potato. I would teach them how to make potato stamps by etching out the inside of the potato. And then we would dip it into an ink pad and make our own potato stamps, which would take up the time that would be the lesson that we did. I would not attempt to teach that lesson because why teach a lesson when I'm unprepared for it? I would then use the rest of the day to locate those materials because you set me up for a disaster without the tools that I needed to be successful. And if we're not, we, you know, this district talks a lot about we're setting the students up for success. My question is now, why are we not setting up our teachers for success? You need me to teach this lesson on energy and you give me a potato? I'm now going to question you. Do you have a union? Because at this point, I may need to get them involved. Do you have the, the number to Fox 2 News or NBC or CBS or anything like that because I think we need to do an expose because the tools that you've been giving me to teach are a friggin potato it's not even a red skin you didn't even give me garlic I couldn't even cook garlic red skins with this old musty Yukon gold that has eyes growing out of it. Okay. Here's the thing. You're all canceled. I don't even want to chop. Goodbye. I didn't exactly say that, but I did skirt around the lines of this is ridiculous. Please don't waste my time with these potato questions. Anyway, those are my plans coming up for the next school year. Hey, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the newest Patreon members. Patreon, you guys are amazing. That's how we keep the podcast going. You guys can become Patreon members, too, for only five bucks. That is a month's worth of content for just around, you know, the price of a a, a Starbeasy or whatever you're drinking in the morning, whatever kind of caffeine you're ingesting inside your veins. You get bonus content of the social studies podcast, you get bonus content of Let's Watch TV. There are perks that come in all around the way. Sometimes we do some Zoom comedy shows, sometimes we just Zoom, you never know. We are starting some new video segments that are gonna be just in the Patreon. One that we're working on right now, it's called Jeff Does Things, where I just like let my tour manager, Jeff, do wild activities that I send him on and we film them, such as he's very scared of snakes, I am going to send him to a reptile farm to grab some snakes, things like that. It's gonna be fantastic. Anyway, become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash patreon.com slash jodombrowski, patreon.com slash And hello to our newest members, Aaron Dittmer, Lucy Olbird, Shelly Wilbar, Katie, just Katie, Julia Dorner, Trisha Diedrich, Carrie Gayer, Sarah Camarena, this one, I think you just gave me, like, the first part of your email or something. It's Asham101. Thank you. Asham101. Elizabeth Vidas. Ray Raya Miller. Emily Campbell. Kimberly Johnson. Maddie. Just Maddie. Amanda Valleco. Jordan West. Lindsey Young. Becky Mosser. Cam Justice. And another Maddie. Just Maddie. But this one with an IE. Thank you guys so much for listening to the social studies podcast. I love each and every one of you as a Patreon member, you get a free VIP upgrade to any of the live shows where I record VIP Q and A's with all the VIP ticket holders and they come up on the podcast right now. What you're about to hear is a VIP recording from my time in North Carolina. Special one coming up for you. The VIP in Royal Oak, Michigan is going to be a full episode of Let's Watch TV with me and my mom live on stage. So if you're coming to Royal Oak, get yourself a VIP ticket or become a Patreon member, whatever you got to do. Here's the live Q&A from North Carolina. Socialites and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Today is brought to you by North Carolina. We're here in the Raleigh-Durham triangle, try the Cary-Raleigh-Durham, Cary-Raleigh-Durham-Charlotte, the Scarlet Triangle. Okay, but. Let this, by the way, y'all are yelling at me, this triangle might as be Bermuda Triangle. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Got any Tar Heels up in here? Anyone? All right, go Baby Blue. Yes, in the chapel on the hill. Um, what's up? This show was amazing. You guys are awesome, thanks nice for coming out. On a school night, I got that are you a teacher? You're not. Who'd you come with? Where's your designated teacher? This one. What's your name? Amanda. Amanda. Hi. What do you teach? First. Grade. First, First grade. Right now. Your southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> you. Here's the thing. You are. Um. They're gonna come around. They have microphones on the side too. So if I'm talking to you, or they, if we're gonna get to a question and answer in a moment. They'll come bring you a mic. Be not scared, the Lord's with you. <laughs> you teach what now? First Sweet sugar biscuits? First grade. For, say it again. First grade. You have a Southern accent. I'm from Rhode Island. Rhode Island of the South. Also known as the Outer Banks. <laughs> what do you know? XX. X-X. Cause you two go together. Um, that's cool. Do you like first grade? I used to. You used to. What what went awry? COVID. 19 or 18? Oh. We don't know. That's wild. And you brought this one with you? He brought me. He brought you. Surprise. A surprise. Are, so how do you guys... What, um, if you're asking if we're like Greg? Yeah. We're more than that. You're more than that. That's good. So he pays for dinner. <laughs> okay. And then some. And what does he do? He's a software He's software developer. Software developer. Can no, I? Oh, it, actually. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let him. You're gonna let him do it. I'm not smart enough to comprehend it, but I'll try. She Hi. She lied for me. She lied for you? Yeah. I'm actually an international uh, fleet manager for Enterprise. You watch my Instagram story. I'm scared. We need, we need to talk. We do need to talk. Should I fill in the fans? Should I fill them in? Okay, listen, I'm an international felon, okay? And that's not a lie. I was in a little place called Canada, hey? Eh? And um, when I was up there, I needed to get back to Estados Unidos, which is the United States. And I rented, well, first of all, all of our flights got canceled, and then they're like, we can get you to Toronto. I'm like, it's closer than Alaska, basically. So let's do it. So the flight that I got on got us to Toronto, and then they're like, we can get you to Pittsburgh, which is where my show was the next day. And I was like, okay, great. They're like, we can get you there at 10 o'clock PM. I'm like, here's the thing, sugar tits. No. Maple sugar. And. When we were on our way to figure this out, I went down to Enterprise. Well, actually, I called them and I said, hey, I need a car, I need a one-way to the United States. They're like, ooh, can't take a one-way. I was like, do you have cars? They're like, yes. I'm like, you really can't do it one-way? They're like, no, sir, I can't do it, especially to the United States. I don't know why they're Southern in Canada. <laughs> but she told me no. So I called back and I tried to disguise my voice and I was like, A car from here to bring back here for three days. I didn't do it. So I rented the car. My plan the whole time was to drop it off in Pittsburgh, which I did. Now I was shitting myself because I'm like, what is what lo- how many laws did I break? Also, mind you this, when you try to get across the border by a plane, you gotta give them like your passport, your driver's license and a fucking DNA sample, right? <laughs> to get across the border to the United States, you just gotta wave nicely and you're right on through. So I turned my car in and you guys will never believe what happened. I was so scared. I rolled up in my car and the man goes, sir, sir. And I was like, yes. And he goes, checked you in, your receipt's gonna be in your email. I was like, oh, okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's all that happened. But here's the thing. The receipts in the email are usually where they give you a price. Let's play, uh, what's that game? How much does it cost? What's, <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> Let's play. Who's got some guesses here? You're a fucking psycho. Um, 50 bucks? bucks, So they know I'm a teacher, got it. 600, what was it? 599, like $5 or 500? $500.99, what was that over here? That's the thing. Is it Canadian money or is it American money? We don't know. Is it both? Right, do I have to, like, get dual citizenship now? Like, what do we do? But what's your guess? Uh, $350. Okay. Uh, personally, I'm going around eight. I think it's going to be around $800. That's what I'll say. But by the time this podcast comes out, you guys will all know about it. Cool. <laughs> well, North Carolina likes to clap. Hey, how are you? What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Gabby from Raleigh. Gabby from Raleigh. I am like blinking because now I have a microphone and I'm not used to this. Our staff meeting tomorrow is at 745 if you just want to pop into that one. Oh, well. that, that's early. That's, it's real early. And we have meet the teacher tomorrow too, so. Oh, Gabby I'll pop into that. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know I that. Uh, but my question is, have you been to Bojangles on this trip and what's your go-to order? So I'm just going to wrap this up in one big swoop of happiness, okay? First of all, you need to know where I'm going right after this, okay? Have you guys, do you guys watch Hoarders? Have you ever watched the episode with Sharon? She has a mansion in Greensboro. Okay, they completely redid it on the show Hoarders and now it is a bed and breakfast and the owners are fans of my and I'm staying at Sharon's Mansion tonight in Greensboro. You'll see it on the internet tomorrow, because if I post it tonight, she'll probably come. So, we're not gonna do that. But I am staying there today. Also, did your boy reach out to Boer Jangles Corporate today? He sure did. Did they say that they're gonna bring me Bojangles merch and a tray of Bowberry biscuits to my show tomorrow? They said maybe. So so let's see what happens here. Here's actually what happened. They said that they would do it, but they're like, we're not sure. We're just gonna like double check, but we'd love to do this. And then I posted it to my story and then they reached back and they're like, oh, okay, like we're gonna see (laughs) if we can. If you're on brand enough for us. I was like, Bojangles, I think we could do this. All right, you run through my blood. You can thank Morgan for that addiction. I love it. But that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I love it. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for coming out to the show tonight. Again, I end the shows by saying I could not do this without you. I mean that. So thank you for taking time out of a weeknight to come here. I love it. I'll see you guys on the internet. Thank you for coming. I love you. Drive safe.